Hey, what is up, guys? Uh, it is the Trivia Guy. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode of The Issue. Check us out Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you like the show, awesome. Tell a friend. Um, spread it out. Spread out word of mouth here. Um, if not, just relax. It's not a big deal. Don't tell a friend. Go about your day. Um, but hey, check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast or our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Yo, what's going on? It is the issue. It is Friday, November 6th. We got ourselves a pretty busy episode today. Um, we're going to get to some Saturday, uh, a little bit of the marquee matchups in college football. We're going to get to Sunday, obviously our Sunday predictions like we have every Friday. Um, but it's going to be a shorter episode today uh, because Luke is actually out of town. And uh, sorry we missed Wednesday. Uh, I don't know. If any of you guys are in college or if you've been through college, you guys probably understand. But uh, finals is not <laughs> just a week. It's more like a month of preparation. Teachers are trying to cram stuff in or professors, mind you, I guess. Um, trying to cram work in, got to study, all that good stuff. So um, it's just been a, a crazy week. So we apologize for that. But uh, it's going to be a good episode. Like I said, Luke's out of town, so I'm going to be doing it solo today. It's going to be a pretty short episode, just a one segment. Going to hit the basics, hit the necessities, but... When we get back on uh, on Monday, we are we we will be at full strength, full tilt. It's going to be awesome. Um, so let's just jump right into it here. We're going to start with a game that's actually tonight. Uh, we have BYU at Boise State. BYU third by three and a half, and truthfully, I, I like them to cover. I don't know if you guys um, have have seen some film on the Zach Wilson kid uh, out there at BYU, their quarterback. I mean, he could flat out ball. He's got all you can ask for. He's 6'3", 215. He could run, move, make all the throws. He's exciting. Um, he's a very smart, well-versed kid as well, which I think is important when you're looking um, at projectability at the next level. Uh, you look at a guy like Johnny Manziel could run, throw, all that good stuff. Um, what didn't have the size, but still still a solid player talent-wise, um, but just got mixed up in the wrong stuff, and you could see that kind of early. And But I think I think with Zach Wilson, he's got some, some major upside looking – Looking the, like a franchise guy at the next level. And uh, hopefully we're going to break down some of his film this upcoming Wednesday. And uh, be able to dive into what he does best or, or even where he could improve on, you know. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I, I like BYU to cover. They're fair by three and a half. I think they win that game tonight. But uh, keep our eyes on that. And uh, moving on here, we'll go to Clemson at Notre Dame. So, I'll take Clemson and I'll take the freshman quarterback. Not a lot of people are picking Clemson because... Trevor Lawrence is out, but I still think they're the much more talented team. And if anyone watched, um, Ugiala Lele, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Um, he played really well against Boston College, especially late in the game, showed that he had that next gear, which I love. Um, almost like a dog mentality. And I just think Ian Book is too average to beat that Clemson defense. They're just too big, fast, strong, and he is just very meh. And the whole team, the whole Notre Dame team to me just kind of feels average you know they're just kind of they're all right um, I think they have uh, a really good offensive line I think they have some really good offensive linemen coming through there and coming up through there um, that, that aren't even playing yet um, so I think there's upside there I just think right now they're not at Clemson's level and I'll take Clemson even with the backup quarterback who I think is going to be a star once Trevor Lawrence leaves um, and finally we'll get to our last pretty marquee matchup for college football Florida at Georgia um, I'll take Georgia 
Look, they're going to run the football. They're going to play stellar defense. They're going to limit Kyle Pitts, which is um, where Florida likes to go in the red zone. Big tight end. Um, Georgia has not let up a touchdown yet to a tight end this year. I, I, I like the dogs. I like them to just play really good, sol- solid, sound defense. And uh, they're going to be Florida, I think. Well, that's about all we have on college football. Um, yeah, there's not that many interesting games this weekend. But uh, those were the three that really stood out to me. College football is really tough to bet and pick and all that good stuff. There's so many upsets. So we'll just stick with the major three right there. Um, so let's just get to some NFL. Thursday Night Football was, I guess, interesting if you like the Packers. Um, the Packers rolled the 49ers, which they should have. We expected this. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams were fantastic. Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers had a QBR of 147 and uh, had four touchdowns, two to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had himself a solid game as well. Uh, I think the Packers are still a really solid team. But I wouldn't look too, too much into it. The Niners are, are really beat up. Um, they're probably the most beat up team in the NFL all around. I know you could look at Dallas and and uh, maybe they're missing more key position guys. But uh, from a whole roster standpoint, the 49ers are just so beat up and so injured. So um, I think that's what should have happened. That's what did happen. But I wouldn't look too much into it. All right. And without further ado, we're moving right along here. Let's just get right into our Sunday predictions. We know this takes uh, a little bit of time, of course, and uh, it's a a pretty solid weekend of games. There's a couple blowout potential games, but other than that, I think there's going to be a lot of really, really close games, a lot of tough games to pick as well. So I've been been, uh, looking at the box scores, looking at, you know, the stats and stuff like that, seeing um, who I think will prevail, looking at a little bit of film, um, checking the injury report, all that good stuff, seeing who who we think is going to win here. And uh, so we'll start with Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle's favored by three on the road, um, getting the bills. Uh, I'll take Seattle and the points. I, I just like Russell Wilson to be Russell Wilson. I just think he's he's the MVP. I think he's going to be the MVP. I think he wins this game borderline single-handedly. Um, moving on here, we'll go Chicago at Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by six and a half. The over-under is 47. And we'll start that. I'm going to take the under. And I think I think it's just because the the Chicago defense is really good. Um, they stopped the run. And so I will take Tennessee. But I, I'm not taking the six and a half. That's a little bit too too big of a spread for me to for me to say that they're going to cover that. Because the way that the Bears can stop the run, Derrick Henry is going to be held relatively in check, I think. And so I think it's going to be a closer game than than some people may lead on. And it's a huge game this weekend. You know, it, it begs a lot of questions. You know, are the Bears legit? Are they a contender? Can the Titans beat a good defense with Ryan Tannehill being their number one punch? You know, we haven't seen them win sheerly off Ryan Tannehill. And I think if they want to win, he's going to be – he's going to have to be definitely their number one punch. Uh, maybe a couple counters here and there on the ground with some screen passes, stuff like that. But uh, I, I do like Tennessee, but it's going to be interesting. All right, let's go here. How about Carolina at Kansas City? Kansas City's favored by 10.5, and, and the over-under is 52.5. I will surely take the over. Um, Kansas City has a pretty solid defense, both Christian McCaffrey um, coming back. I think that Carolina's still going to put up some points, but their defense, Carolina's defense is just bad. It's just not a good defense, so Kansas City's going to be able to run up some points here. The the, the over is is the easiest bet probably of the week here. 
um, outside of that Pittsburgh-Dallas game, which we'll get to. I think the over on this game, if you're going to put any scratch on it, would probably be the easiest, lowest risk thing to put scratch on here. Um, and Casey, I, I like him to cover that 10.5 point spread. I'll take the points. Um, like I said, I just think the Casey defense is solid, but Carolina's defense is going to be shredded. Um, I think it's like a 34 to maybe 20 type of game, um, which would be the over and also Casey covering. Let's move on here. Ooh, a little bit of a stinker bowl here. We got ourselves the New York Giants at the Washington football team. Washington is actually favored by three, and the over-under is 43.5. We'll start with saying that I will take the under. Both of them have pretty solid defenses. I would say... That was a win for Joe Judge and them keeping Tom Brady and them under 25. They had a chance to win that game. And and some people think it was a call here and there um, away from them being able to win that football game. I think they're building a really good culture. And I think they're able to steal this game. I think the Giants win. I think they're solid defensively. Um, Both teams are solid defensively. So I think the under is pretty easy to take here. Um, Both teams just seem to be getting better and better each week. I think that's a testament to coaching. Um, I think Daniel Jones is showing some grit. Their defense is getting better. Um, I just think I, I think the Giants have more upside right now than Washington does. And uh, I think it's going to show through a little bit here with coaching, with grit, all that good stuff. Um, I just don't think Kyle Allen's a great quarterback either. Uh, I, I will take Daniel Jones over Kyle Allen pretty much any day. Um, so, yeah, Washington's favored by three, but I do like New York, and I like New York. Probably by about three, I would say. Um, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a really tight ball game. It's going to be one of the most interesting games, um, one of the closest games. I'm not sure it's going to be the most fun to watch because no one really cares that much about these teams. But it'll definitely be a close game. Um, all right, let's go here. Vegas uh, and the L.A. Chargers um, out there in L.A. Vegas favored by one. The over under is 51. I think this is an easy over. But I do like the Chargers to win. And here's why. A lot of people would not pick the Chargers. They are an underdog by one, but I think a lot of people are picking the Raiders more heavily than that line um, will tell you. And I, I think the Raiders, they're a good team. You know, they have John Gruden, Derek Carr, I, I like more than most. But I think Justin Herbert is just a special player. The way he's playing against that defense, the, the Vegas defense is bad. It's simply bad. It's in the bottom five of the league in total yards allowed, total points allowed. Um, first downs allowed, which means they don't get off the field. I, I like the Chargers. The The over is easy, like I said, with two bad defenses, but I think the Chargers get one or two more stops than the Raiders do. And I think Herbert will capitalize on at least one of those, uh, maybe even may, even just lead into a field goal. You know, I think it's a field goal type of game, but I'll take the, I'll take the Chargers. Let's go down here. How about Baltimore at Indianapolis? Uh, Baltimore's fair by two and a half. Over-under is 49. This is going to be a really close game. (laughs) If you put money on this, you're going to be biting your nails, I think, uh, for pretty much the whole game. The over-under is 49. Like I said, I'll take the under. Um, Two very good defenses. I think Lamar has a decent day. Look, the Rams are still – or not the Rams, I'm sorry. The Ravens are still a good team. They're not great by any means, um, but they're they're still a good team. They're still going to be in the playoffs. They're still going to be a contender for even to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think they're better than Indy in almost every facet. Quarterback, I'll take Lamar, even though he's not top 10. Running backs, I'll take Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins over Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. Skill guys, if you include tight ends, I'll take the Ravens with Mark Andrews, give them a slight edge. 
And I think defensively, the Ravens are slightly better. Um, I think it's a really, really close game. But I'll take the I'll take the Ravens. Uh, I think they win by probably about four or five points. I don't think it's a, an incredibly um, far spread on that game. And like I said, I'll take the under two solid defenses. And Lamar's reeling a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to put up the points that we were used to seeing him put up last year. Um, all right, let's go Denver at Atlanta. Atlanta favored by four and a half. The over-under is 50. Um, I think this is also an easy over. Both defenses right now, they're terrible. They're, they're, they're bad. Denver without Von Miller, and uh, they, they lost a couple other pieces. Just not a good defense. You include injuries, COVID opt-outs, all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff. All that unfortunate stuff. Um, Denver's just not a solid defense. I think Atlanta kind of shreds them a little bit. But here's the thing. Atlanta's defense is actually worse. And I think Drew Locke is going to ride this wave of momentum to a win. Look, that huge comeback win against a division rival, I think they ride that momentum a little bit. And uh, I also think coaching, look, Vic Fangio, been there been there a while. Oh, I think a year or two now. But anyway, they they all know the system. They're playing in the same system. Atlanta, they have an interim coach right now. Um, and so a game that could be so up and down, I think the team with a more steady coaching is going to be is going to be huge. And I think Drew Locke inside of a dome is going to make some really good throws. Uh, I think Jerry Judy could have a huge day, and I think Atlanta's just a bad team. I think Matt Ryan will keep them afloat. He'll keep them within a field goal. But I just like the Falcons to be the Falcons. I'll take Denver. All right, moving on here. Let's go Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota's through by four. Over-under is 52. I'll take the under. That's a really uh, that's a really high um, over-under. And I just think with two defensive coaches, Mike Zimmer, Matt Patricia, and the Lions with some decent talent on their defense, I just think that that's an easy under. Um, I do like Minnesota, though, and I do like the points. Uh, I think Matt Patricia is not a good coach. Yes, he's a defensive coach. He's fine-ish defensively. They're just not a good team, and he's not a great coach. Look, I think he's like – I think his winning percentage is in the is in the low 30s since he's been to Detroit. And, yeah, you could say, well, that's Detroit. I'm like, yeah, but he's not helping his case either. Um, so I will take – I'll take Minnesota. I think Dalvin Cook is going to run the ball really effectively. I think the Lions are just such a lackluster franchise. And I think Minnesota's got a good culture, a good running game, and I, I think it's going to show here. Okay, let's go Houston at Jacksonville. Another really, really bad game. But if you look on the surface, it could be a close game. But then once you dive in and once you see, whoa, that line seven for two, one and six teams, the line favorite, Houston favorite by seven. Like, wow. And then you look, Gardner Minshew's out. Um, that that basically tells you all you need to know. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville, like I said, Houston favorite by seven. The over-under is 50.5. I'm going to take the over. I think both offenses could score. Um, actually, you know what? You know what? We're going to take the under. Here's why. Backup quarterback. The Jags team, I think, is tanking. I really do. Um, and they're starting Jake Lutton or Luton or Luton, one of the two. Uh, has, anyone, has anyone heard of him? Okay, so let me tell you why that your answer – let me tell you why your answer was most likely no. Because he was a weak-armed guy playing in cold, crappy Oregon State for a no-name program, the Oregon State Beavers. He was a sixth-round pick, and I think he's going to play like he probably should have been undrafted. Um, he's six-six, minimal mobility. Yet, he, even with his size, his arm strength—it doesn't blow you away. It's incredibly average. 
with minimal mobility. He reminds me of a uh, of an Aldi brand um, Jacob Eason because he doesn't have the arm that Jacob Eason does, but he's just as immobile, pretty much just as big, not quite as muscular as Jacob Eason. Um, he's an Aldi brand Jacob Eason, and look, I don't think Jacob Eason's going to be anything special. Um, look, he was a two-star recruit with all that size, all that God-gifted ability. Um, he was a two-star recruit. I think that was for a reason. I think I like I like Houston easily. I'll take the under on 50 and a half. I think Houston's going to put up some points. I'm not sure that Jake Lutton and uh, the Jags put up a lot of points. I think this just this line shows you how good Deshaun Watson is. Deshaun Watson's spectacular. He's going to lead him to a win. All right. Uh, how about Miami at Arizona? We're getting down to the last three games here. Miami at Arizona. Arizona's here by five. Um, the over-under is 50. I'm going to take the under, and here's why. Yes, Arizona's offense is really good, but Miami has a really solid defense. And Arizona's defense is meh, but Miami's offense isn't that great. Especially with Tua last week, Tua had under 100 yards passing. Um, they had under 300 total yards on offense. They don't score that that much, you know. They're, they're not that great of an offense. They're not efficient. Um, so I, I like Arizona but I think it's about by a field goal. I'll take Miami to cover. I think they're just too competitive to let this one slip out of reach. I think Brian Brian Flores is too good of a coach. I think he's going to put Tua in some good positions to make some plays. I just think Kyler is going to make more plays. Um, Kyler's prolific. He's going to be probably a pro bowler if they had a – I don't know if they're still doing pro bowl selections this year because I know they're not doing a pro bowl. But I don't know if they're doing selections or not. But Kyler's going to be a pro bowler at some point in his career. He would be if this was non-COVID. He's just spectacular. I, I just like him to make a couple more plays than I think Tua in that offense is going to make. Oh, good Lord. This is going to be the blowout game here, guys. Pittsburgh at Dallas. And this isn't even because I'm a born Steeler fan. This is because Dallas is that bad. Um, Pittsburgh fair by 14. The over-under is 42. And I'm actually going to take the under. Here's why. Look, Dallas might actually not score a point. Like, they might not score a singular point. Um, I don't know if they're starting Benanucci, which, yes, hometown guy, but didn't he looked a little bit overwhelmed against the Eagles, and the Eagles are a far worse defense than the Steelers. So I don't know if they're starting him. I don't think they are. I think they're going to start Cooper Rush, who I still think is going to look really overwhelmed. I don't think any option they have is going to be good enough to beat that Steelers defense. I think even if they're starting Dak, I'll still take Pittsburgh, and I'll probably still take Pittsburgh like seven, even if they're starting Dak. But not starting Dak, I'll take Pittsburgh by the 14. Um, like I said, I'd like them to cover. But here's what I will say. As a Pittsburgh fan, this has to scare you. This, this has to scare you. Don't get your hopes up. This is a game that Pittsburgh historically loves to lose. Loves to lose. It's like It's like they wait all year to lose one of these games. Um, I will take the Steelers to cover, and I will take the under, because I don't think Dallas even scores a point. But if the Steelers go out there and lay an egg, I know I, for one, won't be all that surprised. I'll be upset. Um, I'll be shocked in the sense that they shouldn't have lost the game, but I won't be surprised in that I know what the Steelers are capable of doing and what they're capable of failing at. All these years, I don't know if anyone remembers... Um, the Steelers, they had a pretty solid team. I think that was about three years ago, and they traveled down to Miami when Miami had pretty much nobody. 
and they let Jay Ajayi go for, like, I don't even know, 250 yards, and we lost that game. Um, I'm not That Miami team was probably a little bit more talented than this Dallas team, but not by much. And so I, I wouldn't be too, too surprised if they lose. I don't think they will, but I'm just saying let's manage some expectations here. Let's keep it in the back of our head <clears throat> and just know that, hey, Pittsburgh historically likes to lose these. Like I said, don't think they will. I think they're just a better team. Dallas is just not good. Probably the worst team in the league right now. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the last game, the Sunday night game, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by five, and the over-under is 51. I'm going to take the under, and here's why. In prime time, I like the under <clears throat> a lot, always, pretty much. If you, if we would have had a Wednesday episode, or I'm sorry, no, 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 we did have a Monday episode. We predicted Tampa Bay, I think, would would go over on that game with uh, with New York, and look how um, off we were. It was sloppy. It was bad. I don't even think that. I think they might have went over. I don't know. It was it was close. Anyway, I will take defense over offense in prime time pretty much any day, and I think both of these teams have a solid defense. Look, Tampa's offense didn't look great against the Giants. And I think the Saints have a better defense. I think Drew Brees is going to keep it close. But in the end, Tom has better weapons, a better defense. Tampa is just a better overall team. So I'll t- I will take Tampa, and I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the five-point spread, but not by much. I think it's a six- to seven-point game maybe. I, but I do. I think it comes down to the last five minutes. I think it's going to be a really close, going to be a really entertaining game. Um, I, I, for one, am really excited to watch it. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, that's, that's about all we have today. I just want to say thank you guys for, uh, for listening. However you're doing it, Spotify, Apple podcast, anchor, overcast, uh, pocket cast, however you guys are listening. And, uh, whenever you guys are listening, I just want to say thank you guys very much. Um, we have a semi big announcement coming up for you guys on Monday, just, uh, our status of the podcast and, and the success that we've been getting a little bit here recently. Uh, all thanks to you guys. So thank you again. And uh, sorry, this week was a little bit crazy. Like I said, um, finals and family and all this, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of busy, busy lives, simple as that. But um, yeah, thank you guys again for listening and uh, tune in Monday. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic episode. We're going to go over all these games, see how wrong I was or how right I was. We will see. And uh, we'll get ready for Monday Night Football and the week ahead. So just make sure you guys come. Come listen to us Monday. So thank you very much, and that was the issue.